Good morning. My name is Julie Alsop, and I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community, and it is amazing uh, to be here this morning with you in worship. Uh, such a blessing. And I just want to give a special shout-out uh, to some of you who are online. Good morning to Steve and to Kurt, to Brian, to, to Lynn, Carolyn, Bonnie, Joan, Linda, Bonnie, Another Bonnie, Holly, uh, Liz, Jody, Terry, Ann, Leslie, Pam, Scott. So good to be with all of you this morning uh, as we gather for worship. Uh, so this morning I am um, uh, sharing a message about uh, David, King David. And last summer uh, I read this book called I Am Number Eight. And it is by John Gray III. Again, I'm going to hold this up again. Um, I Am Number Eight in case anybody wants to, uh, to look this up and maybe get it. Uh, a fantastic read. John Gray is an uh, African-American megachurch pastor. And he grew up here in Cincinnati, so it was, uh, I, I love reading uh, the book uh, for all that he shared, but then also, too, that he had the Cincinnati roots. So uh, I'm going to be pulling a lot from the wisdom that John shared uh, in this book. So I want to uh, start out this morning by sharing scripture with you. If you have your Bible this morning, I would encourage you to go ahead and get that and follow along with me. I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation this morning. And I am in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16, starting at verse 1. So again, if, uh, if you're able to, uh, to go ahead and look that up in your Bible, I would invite you to read along with me this morning. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Hear these words. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If, if Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to this sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived in Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things that people, as people do. People look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and said to him, Pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then said to Shammah, Pass by. But Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. 
He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. And then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And Samuel then went back to Ramah. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. So my sermon title this morning is, I am number eight. David was number eight of Jesse's boys. David was a shepherd. It was a hard job, long days and long nights, tending to the sheep during the day and guarding them at night. And it was a thankless job. Samuel, he, he pushed Jesse. God had told him that there was yet one left, and God told Samuel to wait until that eighth son arrived, for he had been overlooked, the one who was out in the field tending the sheep. God was not happy with the choice of Saul as king, but it's what the people had wanted. And to say that it was unusual that God anointed David to be king while there was still a, a sitting king is an understatement. But David, David was a man after God's own heart. And David was in a field of favor with God. God's anointing on David um, was just so powerful. And it wasn't until another 15 years until he was crowned king. That anointing. That anointing, 15 years prior to taking the throne, was a defining moment. You see, when God calls, it's a defining moment. We know that number seven is a number of completion, but number eight, number eight is a number of new beginnings. I think that uh, many of us need to stop trying to find our worth in what we do and start living for God. I wonder if David ever felt overlooked, if he felt isolated, alone out in the pasture, and I wonder if he ever felt forgotten by God. I believe that it's in the quiet moments, especially in these quiet moments when we can't be out and about like we're used to in the midst of this pandemic, that we're actually developing our sensitivity to hearing God's voice in those quiet moments God is giving us the strength to stand on our own when it's our time to lead. I believe that this is a time that God is speaking to us and preparing us for what is next. Take heart. God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly who you are, and he knows exactly where you are and will work through you to fulfill his purposes. David was anointed with oil, and that oil, it stayed with him. You see, God doesn't send light into the light. He sends light into the darkness. And to make sure that our lamps don't go out, he gives us ample oil as we go out into the darkness. He gives us oil for the defining moments of our lives, of your life and my life. After David's anointing with oil, he was sent out as a, a mighty warrior, Defeated Goliath was fitted with his very own armor, not Saul's, and won countless battles until he was crowned king over Israel for 40 years. David was 
committed to the process from the field to the throne. From the field to the throne. And he trusted God. You see, the more that you commit to the process, the more you will trust God and the more of the increase that God will give you in every area of your life. The more that God will allow the scales to tip in his favor upon you and you realize that you aren't the same when you started on the day that you were sent out, just as David wasn't the same when he was in that field to when he took the throne. It uh, has been a rough couple of weeks uh, here at Faith Community. On Thursday, I officiated Carol Lockhart's uh, funeral, and she was a spiritual mother to me and to uh, so many. And so uh, it has just been, like I said, a tough, tough week. And then yesterday, I officiated Judy Buckenmeyer's memorial service. And Judy was a part of our faith family and uh, a beloved teacher at Lakota East High School for 19 years, who we lost suddenly and unexpectedly. And both of these women, like David, were, were women after God's own heart. Judy was described as a math teacher, but also a life teacher. She was the heart and soul of Lakota East High School, and she loved her students, and her students loved her. The classroom was her field, so to speak. But the ways that she served God had no confinement. She organized a sock drive for the homeless, collecting over a 1,000 pairs of socks, and initiated an eyeglass drive at the school so others could have the gift of sight. Uh, on those snow days where there were consecutive snow days, she made sure that those students who were on meal plans had food when they weren't able to come to school. Uh, she also led a Bible study uh, with students at the high school. And she served in a variety of ministries here at Faith Community as well and is a part of an amazing uh, small group of women. And, and Judy was always looking for ways to do good. Judy grew up in Adrian, Michigan in a modest home. And there were nine children in her family. So there were 11 people living in a, a small, modest house with one bathroom. I can't even fathom what that must have been like. And I had uh, the privilege and honor to meet many of her siblings yesterday. And uh, I don't know what it must have been like to, to be uh, raised and grow up in a house with that many siblings. But one thing I do know is the love that they have for each other and the love that they have for their sister, Judy. So just as David was number eight, Judy was number eight as well. Number eight as well. A number of, of new beginnings. And I believe just as David was anointed with oil, that Judy also and Carol were anointed with that oil. And it has run over both of them and impacted so many lives that they have touched. Defining moments. Defining moments. We all have them. And, and sometimes it takes time for fruit to produce from that original anointing. God is preparing us for what is next, and I hope you're hearing that, that in this season that we're in, that he is fine-tuning us in this season. On January 1st, 2020, we said that this was a year of clarity and a year of vision. In a new decade, we're in a new decade. And here we are some six months later into the year. And we're experiencing a pandemic and, and racial unrest like anything we have ever witnessed. We've never witnessed anything like this. And this is a defining moment for all of us, all of us. And I believe that God is doing something in this time, and I pray that we don't miss it. 
how we respond is everything. So I wonder this morning, is God teaching you patience when things um, that you're used to doing are not going the way that you want them to go? Maybe perseverance when you want to give up. Maybe opportunities to, to be generous when you're given those opportunities. Maybe the ability to hear God's still, quiet voice in the midst of the silence or in the midst of the chaos. So how are you responding to this racial unrest happening in our country? It's time to take action to raise our voices against injustice. I went to uh, a, the uh, demonstration a couple of weeks ago uh, here in Westchester. And I, I listened as I was there with the others, and I prayed uh, for the Lord to speak to me and listen as I would listen to those that were speaking. And, and it was a peaceful experience, uh, but it was also heartbreaking to hear the stories that people shared. And there were several uh, demonstrators or protesters who thanked the Westchester police for their kindness and their support that day. And it was just a beautiful coming together. And then in Mason, uh, which is where I live, we had a, a big gathering yesterday. Thousands of people came. I've never seen uh, so many, so many people. You see, we have the power to make a difference in the world, to allow God to work through us and in us for the oil of our anointing to bubble up. We remember uh, Jesus' greatest commandment that he gave, and it's to love one another, love one another. And there are people on all sides of everything in this country. I don't care what it is. But we're called to love one another, to love one another. We remember the words in 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So friends, I would ask all of us this morning to have a look inward at the condition of our hearts this morning. In this season, what is a defining moment for you? What is a defining moment for you? And how are you responding? And God said to Samuel, this is the one, this is the one, anoint him. And I would add, anoint her. You see, not all of us will be king or queen, right? But small things done with great love will change the world. Let us pray. Father, we come before you. And we worship you this day. We praise you this day. God, I pray for an increase in your power, in love, in the gifting that you are giving each and every one of us. And to walk in the anointing that you have upon our lives, each and every one of us, as followers of Jesus. Just as the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David, that we would have a renewed power and a fresh filling of your oil this day. Lord, I pray that we would bear witness to your love and to use our voices to speak out against injustice. Father, we pray for these defining moments, 
the number eights that we all experience of new beginnings. We praise you and we glorify you. And I pray for a fine-tuning of our senses, Lord, to hear you and to see you. And I pray that you would strengthen our hands and our feet to go out and love those around us. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.